Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. This is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of finding what cockroaches are hiding in your wallboards. They can get that small? Wow. Gonna get that big. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. Uh, this week we are talking again about Fringeworthy, and we are going to do our best to answer the question, is the Earth completely free of Meller, or are there actually still Meller here hiding in the, you know, behind the uh, stainless steel walls and concrete of the American society and, of course, world society. You know, it's not just America, after all. Um, and so uh, we, we're, we're bringing our uh, many, many years of uh, behind-the-scenes knowledge and all the stuff that Richard might have brought said and never actually published uh, about this sort of thing. And um, we're gonna, I'm gonna point this back to Trav because uh, apparently uh, in the D20 edition, uh, somebody asked Schmert, the you know, patron to Mellern of Earth, uh, whether or not there were any Meller uh, on Earth at the time. What did he say? Okay, folks, this is on page 90 of Fringeworthy OGL, and it is on the Master Miller stat page, and it is a sidebar, Master Miller on Earth Prime. There have been some speculation that across the span of human history, a number of Master Miller had infiltrated Earth Prime, remaking our religions and political paradigms to meet their own senseless and soul-destroying agendas. When the Termellan Schmert was asked if there were any Master Miller on Earth Prime, he smiled and replied, not anymore. Not since hit your Hitler and the Jackson Entertainer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Hitler, I'd understand. You yeah. know, just first of all, everybody understand that Earth Prime is an older than Earth, and secondly, Bridgeworthy is a work of fiction, uh, possibly yeah. parody, <laughs> and no, <laughs> and uh, we do not want the Jackson uh, family estate to. Uh, be looking, no, looking no, at no, us, no, saying, no. what are you saying about us? Okay, anyways. Well, it doesn't say which Jackson. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, he did, yeah, he said they didn't say, which, um, Richard didn't say which Jackson. You, well, I could, I, there were, I, what, I could, what, eight kids? I yeah. could believe if, if you're talking about Andrew Jackson, that guy was terrible. Well, the Jackson Entertainer, you, I mean, it sort of yeah. lends itself yeah. to... Okay. I mean, first guess is Michael, but there were eight kids. I don't know. In fact, I'd say it was Michael. He changed. It was a Master Miller took over. I what was it? Yeah, after Bad, he started getting really weird. That album. Just saying. That's me. That you know. That's a personal thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> so this. So he's basically <laughs> saying that there were uh, uh, Master Miller. Now it's interesting that if you were to say that that was true that both of them were Master Meller, then we have two totally different 
methodologies going on here. You know, see, it was back in the in the early days when they first came out with the Meller. Okay, the higher level Mellers were pretty much just looked at as being tougher versions of the lower level Meller, and the lower level Meller were just basically combat monsters. Uh, you know, most GMs yeah. didn't have any idea how to play them in any kind of a you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Machiavellian fashion, okay? Mostly what it was is that, hey, you know, Fred Fred goes out and takes a leak. Fred comes back. Fred goes and uh, starts tinkering around with the vehicles. Fred starts tinkering around with the, um, uh, uh, the, weapons. With the weapons, especially yeah. the explosives. Fred decides to go for a walk, go hunting for some food. The team that comes looking for that team finds these recordings and and basically the camp in disarray, totally blown apart. Only Fred has survived. Fred says, boy, I'm glad you guys are here. I don't know what happened. There must have been some kind of mechanical failure. He says, he says I, I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to get back to Earth Prime. And they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry. You know, we just have to do some stuff and we'll get right on that. You know, thank you very much. You know. Meanwhile, Bill from the new team goes off, takes a leak. Bill comes back. Bill starts spending an awful lot of time with Fred. They start, like, rubbing each other on the shoulders and things like that. They just seem to be real close. Bill starts, you know, Bill goes over, starts tinkering with the vehicles. Fred starts going over and tinkering with the uh, uh, machinery and the explosives. Because both of them are Meller. And what, and in the time between this, the rescue team showing up and, uh, and rescuing uh, Fred, Fred made another one of himself. And that was Bill, and that's the one that took over Bill. And it goes on and on and on. I mean, as long as people keep sending out rescue teams, you could theoretically end up with a lot of Meller like that. So, of course, the GM not being a sadist and killing the entire team every single time, usually after maybe the, usually the, you're playing the rescue team that comes in and you find Fred and you find these bodies and you find these records and these recordings and things like that. And maybe, and, uh, and, and maybe there you have, a, he's thrown in a couple NPCs and the NPC is Bill. So, and hopefully you'll figure it out. There's going to be a huge firefight and everyone shoots we uh, automatic weapons like crazy and Bill and Fred bite it. And we're like, Oh, okay. And they all turn into white, you know, um, uh, what is it, um, marshmallow goo, and everyone says, wow, somebody impersonating Bill and Fred. This is crazy. We got to tell Earth Prime about this, and so on and so forth, okay? That's how we played it back in the beginning, okay? But that's not really, that's really, um, what's the what's the term for it, guys? Uh, uh, straw, straw man? Yeah, very. It, it's a very mm. basic view. I mean, you can play them like we're not saying, folks. We're not saying that that's a bad way to play Meller. They do act that way. Deception is one of their many tools. And no, Trav, don't go through the whole Spanish Inquisition thing. Stop. Um, <laughs> their main tool is fear. No, um, but you can get 
deep with a Miller. I mean, you playing him as an NPC villain, you can go deep because they, remember, they are immortal. The, the one thing that the Mellor are good at is the long game. And they often have multiple, uh, not personalities, but personas, people that they've absorbed so they can draw on the information of all these people to carry out these plans. As I said, you can play it quick and dirty, like Bruce just described, which is good. Or with a Mellor, you can get really into it and really get your players angry at you after they find out everything. Right. So we, we know that their overwhelming uh, motivation is to destroy civilizations. It's basically the inverse of what they were supposed to be doing. Uh, destroy civilizations, cause fear, cause terror, things like that. Okay. That, you know, and it's, it's really, it makes it really easy to say, oh, well, they become like a, you know, a super autocrat or something like that. And, and, uh, you know, and, and, and lead, you know, a reign of terror and war and everybody blows each other up and things like that. But, you know, we know that um, the, the best way of, of, of causing the most amount of damage is a coordinated attack worldwide. And we've already had a, a podcast on how Meller destroy planets. And we, I, I, I think I provided adequate evidence to say that, that once... Once the Meller arrive, within 30 days, um, in a modern society, they would be able to utterly destroy the world. Uh, and I, we, we basically laid it all out in that podcast. And so I would recommend that you go listen to that podcast so that you understand, you know, how terrible, devious, and, and the shock and awe Meller can be when they want to be. But there's every reason... To, to say they might also operate on a very long game where they're basically trying to leech all hope, uh, leech all, you know, just basically make the entire world so paranoid and distrustful of each other that we destroy ourselves. The Meller don't actually have to lift a finger. We will do it to ourselves by having the right push and prod. And I think that's, you know, what... Uh, he was going for with, you know, of course, he was, I think he was making a joke, but uh, with the whole Jackson thing, which is the fact that here we have somebody who's a big influencer, somebody whose music spoke to an entire generation, somebody oh, yeah. who, uh, you know, just basically was an iconic figure, yet at the same time, never was really in power to, you know, with anybody. Uh, but could influence lots and lots of people. People in those kinds of circumstances could promulgate, uh, you know, ideologies, uh, could subvert um, entire organizations. Um, I mean, I'm sure that there's been lots of uh, players who looked at various members of our government and said, you know, that person is probably a Meller. We will be kind on this podcast and not start throwing names out of who we think in our society can right. be a Miller. We don't. I mean, there there have been people on both sides of the aisle that I have thought were pretty suspect. Uh, but you know, and of course, you know, again, we're talking about our world. We're not talking about Earth Prime, which is supposed to be like you know a, a hand puppet for our you know 
uh, a proxy for our world because it's basically identical right up to the point where they discover the fringe paths, at which point, of course, everything's going to deviate uh, because uh, there's lots of events that never happened here that are happening there. But so let's talk about, I mean, uh, if you were going to have people on Earth who were, you know, Master Meller, you know, um, uh, that were in the, you know, that were trying to control the world and playing the long game. Okay, go ahead and and uh, throw out some examples of people you think would be good people to be those people. Okay, I'd be I and and I'm I'm drawing a parallel here to the Palladium game Nightbane, where you had the Night Lords in a. 24-hour day of total darkness where no sun, no moon, no stars, nothing. They subverted and took over the government, the media, the police, uh, some of the military, you know, like Joint Chiefs of Staff. So, yeah. Um, also, pop culture icons. Like, I, I can see why they mentioned the Jackson Entertainer. You want people on the their thumb on the pulse of what's going on in various subsects of society to have them, okay, they are now Meller. Okay, this one here is, he, he, he controls this cable news network. And this one here control, you know, he's the head of the Energy Commission. And this one here is a minister of defense in this country with a high defense budget. Things like that. You're going to want, you know, the, the old term, all of them to be, F and A, fomenting and agitating, starting stuff, pushing buttons, getting people riled up. And, uh, oh, God, and we just, Fern and I just watched Civil War a couple nights ago, what Zemo said. An empire that cr that is destroyed from the outside can come back. One that is destroyed from within is gone. Mm -hmm. And if the Melor that are there infiltrating society just get the people riled up and they do it, their hands are clean. All they are is just setting the match to the tinderbox. Yeah, the CEOs of, of global companies. Oh, yeah. Um, CEOs. Oh, yeah. The power oh, yeah. that they have right now. I mean, we will, we will name examples. I will give three big-time CEOs, and everybody should know these. I mean, I, I, I'll bring up, um, there's a YouTube creator, uh, CGP Gray. One of his videos is The Keys to Power. Um, or the, the actual title is uh, The Rules for Rulers, but it's all about how leaders gain power um, by getting important people on their side. And yeah, these Master Miller are going to be making sure that they are those people with the keys to power. They're going to, if they are not the leader yet, they will be, they, they will are get, the power. Yeah, the, powers behind the power the behind the throne. Yes. That's how I always play Miller when I have him in the game. I don't have it, the guy right there standing on the balcony, you know, with millions of his, you know, loyal subjects. It's that guy in the background who's the advisor sitting there smiling, going, you know, like Mr. Burns, you know, like, excellent, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he has the ear of said ruler. No, let's see, three CEOs who are, are powerful. I mean, let, let the, the, the elf in the room, Jeff Bezos. The man not only owns Amazon, but he also owns the Washington Press, probably one of the biggest newspapers in the country. Um, Elon Musk, 
starting up new tech and everything with uh, Tesla. And all, let's see, another C. Well, not just new tech, but also tech that will be disruptive. Why would you choose him? I mean, I realize he's in a position of great power, but why would you choose, for example, Jeff Bezos? Because well, well I would say because for two reasons. He's he's got a lot of money and he has almost created a monopoly on online shopping. It's oh, not yeah. complete, but yeah, he's any anything that if Amazon was to suddenly go down like tonight. There would be a lot of disruption, and, and oh, yeah. it wouldn't be into the world by itself, but that again, that's where it comes from, that coordinated attack. Oh, no, if Amazon were to stop tonight, oh, no, there'd be a lot of people. Well, I mean, there'd be a lot of people tapping the inside of their elbows like they need a fix. I mean, yeah, yeah, just we, we all know who we are. We all have our times where, you know, I, I got the Amazon app on my phone, and I had a drink or two. I mean, first looking, going, no, put the phone down. <laughs> uh so you don't think that the way the workers are treated in the various fulfillment centers don't in any way scream Meller to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's no, the, that's no, backup. No. That's the supporting evidence there. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, I had a old friend tell me when I was job hunting to avoid. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, of problems, and that would be a Meller pushing buttons and starting stuff yeah um well just the fact that the meller you know ultimately uh don't care about humans oh no no they are they it, it's cat and mouse games they are chattel they are puppets yeah yeah uh play okay elon musk let me bring that back let me retract that because yeah he's in charge of tech you're not these meller do not want humanity to advance they're trying so yeah well, I, only so only if it brings them to the point where they create weapons of destruction that can totally destroy themselves. They love tech for that reason. Yeah, and and, and as far his, as his technology, um, if it works out as well as a lot of people think, it will be disruptive to say the trucking industry, because if you have automated trucks running around, you don't need truckers anymore. That's a huge industry that's now unemployed. That's a huge amount of really big items that are rolling at 60 miles an hour on roads that are no longer under human control. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of self-driving vehicles, the whole concept. Oh, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I, I only have a problem. I just don't know how... As long as the safeguards are in place, I'm I'm fine with it because I do because I do not believe there are Miller on the Earth. If I thought there were Miller on the Earth, that would be like one of the first things I'd be worried about. <laughs> the only thing, and and yeah, the, the, this is typical Trav humor here, folks. The only thing I can see driverless vehicles helping out is the country music genre. It's a slow burner, folks. Figure it out. Ah, <laughs> oh, we got it. We have we have runners. No more no more trucker songs. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm saying that you'll have songs now about the truck left me on the own instead of the partner taking it when they leave. Oh my yep. God! My truck Jonathan oh, got it. I, I heard that truck. Oh, I'm like, okay. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, the trucker. The truck did me wrong. No. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, folks, I knew it was going to be a slow burner, but eventually get it. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, I do see that making technology to alter and, and disrupt another industry, especially one in this country as important as trucking, 
because trucking is the lifeblood. I mean, we see it in the fringe, uh, the late campaign where, you know, the, 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 the IDETs have to become part-time explorers and part-time guards for caravans. That how it is in real world with how the trucking industry is. And I've had friends who have been truckers and I understand how vital they are to our society and our commerce. Yeah. Um, you do something to, you know, just make driverless semis zipping around. I mean, we're low on truckers now because of the pandemic. I know this for my job and just, yeah, it, it doing something like that, somebody tweaking technology, to totally disrupt another facet of our society, yeah, that could be a problem. That would be a major disruption and right up a Miller's alley, a mutated Miller's alley. Jonathan, uh, let's let's go back to Jeff Bezos. Okay, let's say Jeff Bezos isn't actually like a Miller, all right? But he's able to really jumpstart our space program and get us lunar bases. Okay, let's assume that there's even like stuff on, they can start doing some mining and stuff like that on the moon. Have you ever read Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Heinlein? No, actually, that's on my ever-growing list of I need to get back and check that out. <laughs> okay, well, uh, it's no secret in the story, but um, they, um, uh, the, the lunar colony decides to break away from Earth. And Earth doesn't want that to happen because, of course, you know, they're they're like, you know, uh, the colonies were in uh, America to England. You know, they were a place to sell products and collect raw materials. OK, they had this ginormous um, uh, linear accelerator, which they used to send product uh, or I should say raw materials down to Earth to be refined and stuff like that. Now. It wasn't very it wasn't very hard for them to basically start putting rocks on those and sending them to cities. Yeah, just change your ammo and adjust your aim and yeah. <laughs> oh no, I, I I've heard of the story now where they use they rocket stuff like into the ocean and ships drag it out. Yeah, yeah, okay, I've heard of that. Yeah. Well, if you drop it into the ocean, you create tremendous tidal waves that you know beat the the uh, the the beach cities. Of, of some seaboard so yeah and it doesn't take a whole lot you know once you get it going you know the uh the moon moves pretty quickly uh i mean it's in geosynchronous uh orbit uh with the uh not quite i'm sorry uh it's 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 tidal locked to facing it, as it rotates it always yeah. faces the earth but anyways uh you never have to worry point, about losing it uh, beyond the horizon of the moon your, your target's always right there yeah, yeah, exactly. Once you put it, on, you put it on the right side. Uh, but, the, uh, but the point here is, is that you know they're they're like saying, okay, we'd already dropped one rock. We got more. You know, just tell us when you're ready to accept our terms. <laughs> it was pretty much how the end of the book went. Okay, um, and you know, and that's a reason why the Meller would want to help Earth develop to the point where it had that kind of high tech, so that you would have a planet killer. Situ uh, device situation, you know. We do. I mean, we worry about asteroids and things like that, which are pretty far out. Um, but it's you know, it's a lot easier to launch something from the moon because it's only one sixteenth g, uh, and uh, uh, it's it's just uh, it's not very far away. So therefore, it's really hard to miss. Uh, and uh, you just get, you just have to get one radical group to, um, take over, uh, the, the launchers and suddenly, 
it's uh it's it's bad it's really bad so um anyways the point is that so i i, I definitely believe that the Meller love to develop have help their clients develop tech to the point where you know really really bad things happen i mean we when uh, uh when the game first came out uh they were you know there was still uh you know uh, russia was still had satellite countries. The wall was still up in Berlin. Um, so, you know, one of the worries of early players was, well, what you know, if we're on, if one of those were on Earth Prime, then maybe they could like have a coup in Russia and and start pushing the buttons. Because if one person pushes the buttons, then everybody's going to push the button, and the birds are flying and the nukes are dropping, and it's over. Um, and of course, they you know. They, they would have encouraged humans to develop that kind of technology uh, so that they could get to the point where we could destroy ourselves. Well, that actually kind of supports uh, like the Elon Musk type Melor as well, that because his whole thing about SpaceX is getting to Mars and, oh, look, we're on Mars now. We don't like you now all of a sudden. Let's launch some rocks. Well, what's more important than that is, is that if you know some of the background of uh, you know some of the things that aren't very well spoken of. There is a Mars base. There is a, an underground complex at the face of Mars. Oh, that's and right. Inside of it are trapped Meller, mm. infected <laughs> Meller. They're in there, and um, so Meller might want to get, uh, you know, uh, the space program going so they could get up there and liberate more of their kind. I need some reinforcements. Let's go to Mars. Not that they can't grow their own. I mean, come on. But I'm just saying is that, you know, maybe maybe there's a, a, a master Meller on Mars and they only have the, the next level down, great Meller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Also, here's something else. Remember, and Meller touch telepaths. Let's say that these Meller up on Mars, there there's an information exchange that will go on. They're like, yeah, any other things we can find out from these other Melor, you know, we need to get to them. They may have important information that can help us. So, yeah, we need to get up there. So that there's that, too. Right, right. And when you say they're touch telepaths, that's when they just transmit, you know, uh, information between themselves. They still have the ability, uh, a higher level Melor still has the ability to telepathically control uh, all the Melor that's around them within like a thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's pure telepathic control. That's that's how you know the you, you get the Meller and you say you better talk and the Meller just smiles at you. Meanwhile, you know ten thousand least Meller are assaulting the outside of the building. There's even a picture. There's even a picture of that. Uh, you know, in the uh, uh, in one of the books where you know the Meller stand there holding up his hands. I'm being nice. I'm not doing anything. Everybody's got their guns aimed at him. Meanwhile. The, the 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 least and, and low Meller are just piling in through the doors toward the back of the party. So, yeah. Okay, so Jeff Bezos, you know, uh, Elon Musk, though we don't, you know, more for the fact he's advancing technology. What other, what other good choices do we have? I mean, he's not the CEO of it now, but, you know, there's... Any any media conglomerate CEO. 
Well, well I was going to say, well, like, Rupert Murdoch. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rupert Murdoch would be a good one. Roger Ayers, back when he was running Fox News, would have been a good example. Um, Just, yeah. People who are controlling information. Yeah, controlling yeah. information is the best way to mess with people or blocking information. And that brings, like, Mark Zuckerberg into that. Because of Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anybody... You know, the guy who runs Twitter, the guy who runs, you know, and the longer running social medias, because you notice a lot of the social media things, they're here for maybe a year or so. We don't know that TikTok is going to be around in another year and a half. Yeah. Any of the but ones Face that stick around for like, say, at about a generation. Yeah, because Facebook and Twitter are probably the two longest running social media platforms that I know of. Uh, I'm trying to recall well. something that would be running longer. Nothing's coming to mind right now. So, yeah, social media platform people. Yeah, and I'm blanking on Twitter's CEO. I just read a couple days ago. But, yeah, they'd be, they'd be more um, how to, you know, for perfect Melor candidates. Oh, I'm, I'm blanking on there was another one. Well, yeah. I don't know how, you know, what kind of, of – uh, uh, disaster planning. I mean, but if you had a, a number of Meller and you imperson you basically personated controlled the people that were in charge of all of those uh, Google data centers, is suddenly Google went down. Oh, it, there's a ton of businesses that would continue to operate, but there's also a ton of businesses. There's a, I mean, people wouldn't be, literally wouldn't be able to answer the question. Uh, they wouldn't know how to spell anymore. They wouldn't know how to find, you know, uh, find any information that they're looking for. Um, some people, uh, I'm trying to think of, of, of things that are not, I mean, I, I, you could still go and, um, you know, buy stuff on Amazon or other things like that. YouTube still has videos on how to do certain things. But I'm just saying is that a lot of the things like in my job where I deal with uh, uh, business uh, analyst, uh, 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 intelligence, which is about creating charts and things like that, lots of times there's techniques that I don't, I don't know all the details on. And I go to Google and I just type it in. How do I do this? Bam, it comes back with all these, you know, postings in various forums and things like that. I would have, I mean, it would be uh, challenging for me, okay? And, of course, it wouldn't be just a one thing. I'm just saying is that someone who's in that position can really cause huge amounts of unrest. I mean, you know, if you wanted to say, someone was to come out and say, we're, go you know, we're the so-and-so army and we're going to do something. And they says, we're going to take down Google. And then the Mellor has Google go down. He's like, ah! Oh! <laughs> First of all, they're all going, how'd that happen? But everyone's going, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're the ones and there's a witch hunt. And everyone's trying to find out who's a member of it and, and all that stuff. Or you're talking about data centers. You could seriously mess with people because all all that um, was that uh, OneDrive. No, well, I'm not talking hacking people's clouds. I'm talking you. You brought up Google data centers. Yeah, shutting it down is one thing. Using that information against people in power to get. Let's say you're a Meller and you're a CEO of a company. 
and you get control of Google and you find out your rival CEO, how can I put this as delicately as possible, should delete his browser history as often as possible. Blackmail, get rid of your competition. I mean, they could, you know, just, you know, just, yeah, you get control. Information is power. I don't know if that would work so much against CEOs, because I think, wasn't there like a few years ago, like one of the CEOs of like, um, was it the Wall Street Journal? Um, or the guy who is like the owner, the CEO of the parent company over the Wall Street Journal. Um, somebody tried to blackmail him and he just said, nah, I'm just going to come out with it. Well, that's fine, but there are a lot of people who don't won't won't necessarily, you know. Right. I mean, there's there's a whole thing that came out not that long ago where this guy, and I say guy, it's, it's completely genderless, uh, sends out this message to people randomly, and it says, he says, I have a recording of you doing, you know what, you know, you aren't really good, you weren't really good at covering over your bra, uh, your your laptop camera, and I have the information. So unless you want to send, if you don't send me like a thousand dollars. I'm going to, you know, send it out to everybody on your contact list, which I've already hacked. You know, it's like you, uh, you know, I've hacked your contact list because I'm talking to you, what, <laughs> and and all this stuff, you know, and um, you know, I, I, you know, when I get these kinds of things, of course, I'm terribly tempted to go and say, "Show me what you got." I would love to see what you think you have. <laughs> But that's just feeding the trolls. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't do that. But I'm just saying that lots and lots of people, they're so terrified of the fact that it would ruin their careers. It would cause their their, their divorces, you know, their, their marriages to fail. Their children would hate them. They might get, you know, depending on what's at the browser history, they might lose their children. Or what they right. think. Right, the yeah. Exactly. I mean, but I'm just saying is that, you know, they're afraid of things. Okay. And so therefore they, they pay up and somebody somewhere is just laughing to those sick because they had nothing. Then nobody called. Yeah. Nobody called their bluff. Yeah. Nobody yeah. called their bluff. But I'm, I'm saying, yeah, but well, I did. Well, yeah. The whole thing with the Mellor controlling information yeah, that would be just probably one of the biggest ways to just mess with people because then they could sit there and, you know, set companies against each other, nations against each other. They can mess with other, um, I mean, obviously this information wouldn't be available for Google, but getting into military networks, intel, counter-intel, recon, all that stuff, satellite imagery, drones, all of a sudden you're hacking you know, this country's drones and they're blowing up schools and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's been proven just by looking at alternate media. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, people that aren't traditional brick and mortar newspapers uh, that you can get on and basically make, you know, ask questions that sound like you know something, but you don't actually have anything and never actually prove anything that you say. Just keep on talking. Just keep on bringing up more accusations and people eat it up and it just causes them to, you know, ex finally believe the big lies. Well, yeah, here, here's the yeah. thing. I mean, the power of the lie in the court of public opinion are two very dangerous things. If somebody were to come out and say, well, Travis done this, this, and that, 
I could give definitive proof that I didn't do it. I wasn't in the area. I was nowhere near this person, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. My reputation could be ruined. The court what of the was, public, there are going to be people out there think, oh, Trad did A, B, and C. What was it that Mark Twain said? The, the lie moves at the, uh, super fast, but the truth takes like infinitely longer. Uh, paraphrasing. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just controlling information like that and sending out, you know, things out in the media saying this person did this and this. Yeah. Yeah. Think about how many politicians resigned just just so that the party wouldn't be hurt by the accusations. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Go go after politicians and the, you know, the skeletons in their closets. Oh yeah. But this these were people that, you know, I mean, as the saying goes, you know, there there were different standards, you know, at different times and rather than try to fight it in the court of public opinion, some people just said, I'm just going to resign. So that there isn't going that and 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 deal with this privately. Later on, it all basically fell apart, and and a lot of these people that had been accused, uh, whether they did or not, nothing ever came of it, and but their careers were destroyed, and everyone's going to remember that they're the ones who didn't fight it. They're the ones that basically, you know. Uh, resigned and slunk away. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking of the comedian turned Minnesota senator, Al Franken. Yeah, that's that's exactly who I'm thinking of. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've known, I've seen him for literally you know, decades. Okay, you know, when when he was a comedy writer and all, and then he became a politician. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. He was Stuart Smalley on SNL. Yeah. Right, right, you know, and uh, and then he gets accused, and he's like, I didn't think that I did anything at the time. At the time I did it, I didn't think it was a. Pro I was being abusive. I was, you know, I, I I was just doing things that were acceptable behavior, you know, in the sphere I was in, you know, and but I can see how it, it could have hurt people and I'm not going to try to fight this publicly. I'm just going to, you know, s resign and, 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 and deal with it privately. And to me, that's a real stand-up guy. I mean, you know, because, I mean, and I hope that whatever resolution was was needed, you know, uh, got, got to happen. Um, I can't remember the Jack Nicholson movie. Uh, where he's a uh, uh, he's a music producer, and you know who dated a lot of women, and at the end of the movie he basically uh, goes around to all the women that are in his little black book and asks them about his, their relationship, and actually listens to them and finds out finds out he really wasn't a, a stand up guy. He really was a user. And um, and a lot of them broke up with him because they couldn't take it anymore. And he just, you know, thought they were bored and, and you know, they, they were using him and such. And and so at the, and he, at the end of the movie, he's a radically changed guy and he's done what he could to make amends with people um, and ends up getting married. You know, uh, you know, having grandchildren through the, the the children of the of the woman he married, who actually was someone he had dated, the 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 daughter, um, and uh, and just totally turns his life around to something else. And and see, you know, that's that's a very positive ending to that story. But 
you know, and I, I, I would really love to, to think that more people are like that, that when they find out that they've done something wrong, that they can go ahead and, um, uh, and actually, you know, bring restitution and, and do that. But I know that most people, if they, if, even if they know that they've done something wrong, they, they don't want to um, either face the music or they just don't think that, it, that bringing up the past is going to give anybody closure. So they don't. Well, okay, so, and, and we're talking about everyday people here. You know, I mean, you get the, the higher up the food chain of power you go, the more there is the opportunity to do really tremendously bad things. And those people are just perfect uh, foils for the Meller to, to use as sock puppets, you know, because they can be controlled and everything else. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like to me, I, I would pick somebody who was a um, alternate media uh, pundit who basically has, you know, 50 million people listening to them speak and uh, and basically can, can, you know, can push out any poison they want. Oh, no, I'm thinking of a couple names already in that regard. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I don't yeah. want to pick any names yeah, from yeah. that. Yeah, you don't want to. saying you know. everyone's going to come up with one as they hear this, okay? So that was one of the ones I was thinking of was people that the Meller would be, you know, I would say that would be a Meller because, you know, that, you know, uh, unless you have somebody who literally does nothing but reads your speeches, the speech writer could be the person, but, it, you know, if it gets too weird, the the person in power is going to go. No, I don't think so. We're going to get a new speechwriter, okay? But you know, sometimes you know, you can um, you know. So I think that uh, in those cases, that's a a really good example of where they could do that. Um, Jonathan, you got any more examples? Um, the the, the first thing that comes. Oh, ooh. Actually, I just had a dark thought. Uh -oh. um, you, uh, kids entertainers. Oh, yeah. And this this comes back to us, you know, with the thing with Michael Jackson where, yeah, he influenced a generation. You want to corrupt somebody, corrupt them young. Yeah. Well, what kind of things do you think they would do with, with kids that are, aren't obviously what, you know? I was going to mention something, but I might we might get hate mail for the it. One, uh, the one that comes to my mind would be... Um, like becoming a much loved like children's entertainer on the level of like say Mr. Rogers or you know a character on like say Sesame Street like Big Bird or Elmo or you know just and I'm not saying those specifically but like someone who is super well known across all children and then after about a generation of you know entertaining these kids they get caught in a major scandal. Mm. Yeah, and just disillusionment. Just, exactly. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I mean, all of us are probably too... Well, uh, yeah, I think all of us would be too young to have been through this children's icon, a certain purple dinosaur. Yeah, that would have been a perfect example. Yeah. Just that that would be the, yeah. the, the one that, you know... And it's funny because... Trouble started because they found out that an African-American man was the guy in the, I mean, someone else did the voice, you know, like this, but it was an African-American that was in the suit and moving around. So that started trouble. 
And then they find out this guy is now in because he's no longer, you know, Barney's been off the air for like 20 years, you know. Um, he's now what a tantric guru out in LA, which still could mess with kids. They're like, it was Barney, and he that was yeah. So yeah, children, yeah, that is a dark thought, but it is a good one. Thank you, Jonathan. Someone, you know, and, and I want to bring this up, you know, like I'm I'm and Bruce would know this one. Captain Kangaroo, you know. <laughs> Which it makes tech- me think. What was the the movie that came out uh, a decade or two ago? Was um, kill uh, death, to, death, death to death to Smoochie. Yeah, Robin Williams, Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. If you have somebody that you know, children are really paying attention to, you know, and it's not just that. I mean, you know, there are icons that they create. To uh, prop uh, to as as propaganda, you know the whole GI Joe thing. Oh, eighties eighties cartoons oh. were nothing more than half hour commercials for the toys. Well, not just the toys, but also philosophies. You know, American. You know, America is great no matter what we do. And knowing is knowing is half the battle. The other half is red and blue lasers. Yeah, right. And 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 we we shoot weapons, but nobody ever dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, uh, yeah, now we have some really dark uh, cartoons that are out. I'll tell you, you know, it's one of the many reasons I don't have cable TV anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just talking about the internet. You know, you can see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, and and of course, a lot of these things are being spoofed. You know, so they're doing parodies of them. The problem is, is that uh, for the for people who grew up after these things happened, they don't understand the parody. They think it's this is the way it really was. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, I'm saying you can you can basically um, feed information to the next generation and really confuse them as to uh, how things actually were, which is one reason why r- good and uh, transparent um, historians are really important, because it's amazing how much in- misinformation is out there. And of course, Mallory, that's their that's their stock and trade misinformation. Well, I was going to say, remember what they're saying. I mean, I heard this figure, oh, God, 15, 20 years ago, and I was shocked. And, you know, all three of us here on the podcast are parents. I mean, John, then his younger children, mine and Bruce, our children are grown. But I'm sitting there listening to this, and they said half the kids in high school don't know what the Holocaust was. I'm just there like, what? That's not even possible to conceive of. And I'm hearing this, and I'm like, how did they not learn this in school? How was this just what you know just ignored nowadays in the school system? We like to just skip over the nasty bits and just talk yeah, about the happy well, bits. Skipping. Well, they skipped over the nasty bits when I was in school too. Okay, we didn't learn about wounded knee. We didn't learn about uh, trail of tears. Oh no, yeah. no, no. Um, I can say this honestly: with all of the recent strife about police brutality and racial equality and whatnot. I was last year years old when I learned about the Tulsa bombing and the concept of Juneteenth. No, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm 52 years old and I'm just learning about this last year because of, you know, strife in our country with everything with, you know, various murders and whatnot going on and riots. And I learned about this stuff at age 51. 
I was happily thinking to myself, okay, terrible things happened during Jim Crow, you know, the whole cross burning, people being hung and stuff like that. But then we had the 60s and we changed and we, you know, and, and everybody got their, their proper rights and we're now working together, you know, to... Uh, uh, in to make, law. make the world a better yeah. place, and all all we have to do is wait to this these these really old uh, racist men and women die off, and it'll be like a renaissance. We'll finally have the country with the moral you know fiber that we've always claimed to have, but everybody will actually be on the same page. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. then <laughs> and then two twenty twenty happened. <laughs> wait a minute! Like, wait a minute! That, whoa. Uh, I have to say this. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. 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 I mean, so you, the amount of disillusionment that's happened to me personally in the last year, now just take that and just multiply it times millions of people. And if a Meller is behind this, uh, a group of Meller behind the scenes orchestrating this, Oh yeah, it can it can go very dark and uh, rapidly or not because as long as you keep people not believing anything other than one, you know, one leader that they basically put all their trust in, then you know they they can, they're easily controlled. They literally become sheep because they don't know anybody else that they can trust. They have one source of truth, and if that tr- and if that isn't truth, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the whole point of like dictatorial governments and all that control the flow of information. I'm sure that a lot of authoritarian governments on this planet, and you've heard that they don't get this and they don't get that and they don't have access to this and their internet's restricted because they don't want their people uprising, realizing about uh, things going on in the outside world. They're okay. Um, not mentioning names again. We're going to do this. There is a certain new hot social media app, and they recently put, and they've since redacted this due to public outcry. We can't have these type of people, and I mean, they're saying people with messy places, if you look poor, and then they said, also, if you do not speak badly, if you speak badly of the country of origin of said social media program, they will be taken off. Now, the other ones, it's like basically didn't want ugly, poor, and disabled people. But then they bring up, uh, you also can't say anything about the country of which this app is based. And not mentioning names, but it has to do with the sound a clock makes. <clears throat> we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, and I heard this and I'm like, yeah, and that's how you control information is through the media. And if you constrict that, to where you only get one source of input for your people to listen to, then you're going to have a very compliant and, and I guess supplicant would be a word for, you know, populace. If you don't allow them any difference of information from what, and other governments have done it throughout history. I mean, we know that Russia, you know, Restricted. Heck, they restricted. They 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 prohibited religion. So yeah, I mean, you know, governments do this, and a Mellor that would be right up their alley. Just restrict any outside information. Gaming on the Frontier is sponsored by Big Big Brother VPN. Get big, get your VPN so that your Big Brother can't be watching you. 
Just kidding, folks. We don't have any sponsors. Yeah. And, and kidding. Big Brother can still watch you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what all, you all heard the commercials. Oh, yeah, you get your own private VPN, then nobody's going to know that you're, like, looking at those sites. And Yeah. We, yeah, We there's a radio commercial out now for, what is it, Duck, Duck, Go, and they're, they're all saying, your favorite cheese, that reason why you were up at 115. That mysterious rash. That's none of our business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a cute dog. What type? Oh, that's none of our business either. Yeah, it was a cute commercial. I hear it on the radio. Now, to me, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. You guys can argue against me on this. But I really think that the military is one of the areas that the Meller would not want to be involved in. I think the military act on the orders of the government and they don't actually have that much power. Oh, no, no. You don't have to control the military. You can just control the people running the military. Yeah, you the get people leadership. in the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah, the civilian advisors for the president. And then that filters down to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And then from there to the various uh, one, two, three, four, five, six branches, because we have Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and now the Space Force. Yeah, those six heads. But they still take orders from the president and his staff, all these civilian advisors that he has. So, yeah, you don't need to control the military. You just get the people in the White House that tell the Joint Chiefs of Staff what to do. I would say at least in like democratic countries like USA, UK, Canada, but in more like military run dictatorships. Um, well, then, yeah, that is your leadership. So they probably will be involved in the military in those kind of nations. Well, only at that level. I'm just saying, but in the rank and file or the middle area, I don't, I don't see there being Meller who were in. I mean, theoretically, you could have some Meller that are on like uh, nuclear submarines, for example, okay, or, or or something like that, something that has nukes, where they could theoretically set off, you know, a flurry of nukes, and that could trigger everybody pushing the button. But that's, uh, I still don't. Uh, I, at least, I used to think that was the way that happened, but what I found out was is that there's built into the system uh, what they call natural pauses, okay, which is the, uh, the first thing that happens in a nuclear exchange usually is the plan, okay, there's no usual, it's never happened, okay, is you send the intercontinental ballistic missiles, boom, 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 they go down. Then there's a pause. The other side can say, let's talk. All right. If that doesn't happen, the next thing that happens is the uh, the bombers that are out there flying all the time. They drop their bombs. Boom, 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 boom. Then there's another pause. And then all the nuclear submarines that have been hiding in deep water come up to the surface next to the borders of the countries that they're supposed to fire on and they fire their missiles. At which point, it's, it's, you know, they're kind of done, okay? <laughs> three waves of nuclear weapons should be more than enough to deal with, you know, just you know, render one side or the other incapable of continuing to fight. Um, so there was these natural pauses. So um, if someone, a nuclear sub was to suddenly go and do this, I don't know if that would actually trigger you know, like a, a massive nuclear exchange, it might cause a lot of phone calls 
<laughs> suddenly. So if it was done, so it couldn't be an isolated thing. It would have to be part of the greater conspiracy of Meller, you know, where, okay, this happens, but then suddenly none of the, 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 uh, the hard wiring doesn't work now, and they, the different sides can't talk to each other, and then the, the, uh, uh, the paranoia goes up to a, a, a crescendo, and, every, and, and people start pushing buttons and such. But um, that's why I'm saying is that, you know, even, even if you were able to do that at a lower level, I don't think it would be enough to really trigger it. It could be like a specific mission to increase just global unrest. Yeah, if you had somebody who said, like in the Bay of Pit, uh, the Bay of Pit wasn't the Bay of Pigs, the other one, you know, the the, the guns of uh, uh, November or whatever, uh, John F. Kennedy, you know, the whole thing about Cuba, right? And 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 there's yeah, and there's there's a, a line which nobody's allowed to cross over. All right, let and they said if you cross over, the the birds are flying, and suddenly somebody some ship starts crossing the line. Okay, that could theoretically do it, but you know that's uh, again that would be a coordinated plan to make that happen. You know, and um, uh. I don't. I, I personally don't see the military as being a good foil for the uh, Meller because uh, I think that they're because of what they are, they're too highly constrained to have the flexibility that the Meller like to have in the in, in these kinds of things. Even in those countries, like you know where, uh, you know the government is run by the military. There's still only a few people at the top of the military who are actually running the government. Okay, and those would be the ones that the Miller would go for. They still wouldn't go for the you know the the anything below uh, chiefs of staff. Yeah, yeah. at Again, best it would be like the they just yeah. arrived and this is the first person they saw, and it they might hop through a few lower ranking soldiers to get to the upper ranks but oh yeah, yeah they're not gonna, they're, that's, that's not their goal this is bruce sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there so go explore them and this is trav there's a reason why it's called gaming it's for having fun gaming on the frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts it is released under the creative commons 3.0 license no commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.